Welcome to the Golfing Mind podcast, which, as we well know, if you're a regular listener, looks at the mental game of golf in um, particular and the game of golf itself in general. My area of interest has always been about what's going on between the uh, the two ears of our head or the top three inches, as some coaches refer to it as, and how that impacts on our ability to play better golf. It's an interesting uh, phenomena, isn't it, that um, we admire people who are physically brilliant at sport, but we don't necessarily admire people who have got great mental mastery. Somehow that just is left for comic books with kung fu heroes and uh, and uh, sort of mythological characters who, under pressure, just feel no no stress or no strain. And we know the world is not quite like that. Um, so today I, I wanted to reflect on a part of the game which is um, of great interest to me. I have to confess that, you know, if there's one part of my game which I could certainly benefit from seeing a huge improvement, it would be bunker play. And uh, the reason for that is when I was a, a young fellow, I was a good bunker player and then I stopped being a good bunker player and I, I couldn't figure out why have, have I gone from being good to not good and it came it all came down to one shot I was in a bunker it was a slightly tight lie I was in Scotland I took my usual stance I couldn't bury myself into the sand like I used to do and um, I just hit this thin oh brilliant thin right up the face of the, the bunker and it came back to my feet and it was the first time in my life I was aware that actually maybe this isn't as easy as I thought it was. If I reflect back to it, um, I can certainly say with no doubt at all, it was the moment my confidence took a big knock. It, it was a moment that I went from believing I could make uh, any bunker shot in any situation to realizing maybe I couldn't. And that started uh, a 20 year battle of the bunkers. And I, really, really started to have so much self-doubt. So I went from picking where I wanted to land the ball or where I wanted the ball to finish, which is how I used to play my bunker shots, to just wanting to get out cleanly, uh, to getting to a point as just wanting to get out, even if it runs up the face of the bunker, I just want out. And I was living in Florida, um, for a number of winters coaching a number of players and one day I was in the uh, between clients and I went to the short game practice area at the concession golf club uh, which is near Sarasota it's Bradenton it's a fantastic course if you ever get the chance to play it please uh, don't hesitate to race off and do so but I found myself uh, in a bunker and I was giving a master class in hitting thins or leaving it in the bunker and a young professional came up and uh, he said, hey, get out the bunker a second. So he got out the bunker. I get out the bunker. I was quite relieved to get out the bunker, if the truth be told. Then he called another professional golfer over and said, hey, go and stand where Robin was standing with your feet, where his feet were. So the, the guy goes in, he sits down, he goes, so what's the first thing you can tell me? And the guy goes, you can't hit a bunker shot from here. And um, so I went back in the bunker and rather embarrassed embarrassingly I was then given a rather public bunker lesson well the magic was within about 
a minute I was getting the ball out as I was meant to get the ball out. And within five minutes, I was now hitting longer ones and shorter ones and high floaty ones. And about 20 minutes later, by which point my hands were almost sore from all the thumps I'd taken, I was playing to the five different flags on the, uh, on the practice area with a degree of great confidence that I would get the ball within six to eight feet of the hole or closer. So what happened? Well, I think when I got the lesson in front of two or three playing professional golfers who took a keen interest into, into seeing if A, the guy teaching me could teach me, and B, um, just to watch, you know, I'm coaching them on the mental game. Let's see if I'm as good a pupil as I'm a teacher. And after that, I found what happened. My confidence came back. So jokingly, uh, one of them called me the Bunker King. Now, trust me, I'm no king of the bunkers. And I've been a very good bunker player ever since until last week. And last week I was in America and I was playing uh, at a golf course, which is has rather a lot of bunkers. And I seem to find a bunker in just about every hole. I mean, I reckon I was in 15 bunkers in the first round. Now, some of the bunkers are quite deep and some of them, because of the drainage, are quite compacted. And I settled up my first bunker shot and I'm thinking, well, this is quite a hard shot. And I thinned it up the face of the bunker. Well, immediately there's a loss of confidence. Now, people often say to me, well, you're the expert in confidence. You're the expert in all this stuff. So it shouldn't happen to you. Well, it's a little bit like saying, well, you're the expert in infectious diseases. You shouldn't get measles. Um, we're all human. And that's the reason that makes the mental game of golf such a challenge is because the fact you know something and the fact you understand something doesn't necessarily mean you can apply it 100% of the time. So I found myself standing in this bunker going, oh, I don't know. Now, people were laughing at first because it was just silly and funny, but laughing in a very sort of sympathetic and uh, loving way. I better add, it wasn't mocking laughter for people going, ha ha, but... Uh, and even the, the caddies were sort of saying, oh, bad luck, Robin. After about the seventh time this happened, nobody was laughing. It was almost, they could sense my pain. And I, I'm sad, ashamed, not ashamed, I'm, to admit that on more than one occasion, I had to lift the ball out of the bunker. I wasn't getting out of the bunker. And uh, two of the young men in the foursome were, four ball were playing were scratch or better. So their bunker play was beautiful to watch. And as were, the whole game was fantastic. So I played three rounds and it was, it was um, I said to someone jokingly that I, I lost my swing. I then lost my confidence and I then lost my will to live because when you're playing bad golf in a fantastic golf course, um, you're really suffering doubly. You're not, in, you're not playing good golf, which is a, always a pity. But from the, the the loss of confidence in the bunker went into every club in the bag. And I was using a rental sets, a rental set. Normally I played fine with rental sets, but suddenly I was blaming the clubs, blaming uh, the bunkers, blaming, but the truth is it was a loss of confidence. And when it comes to bunker play, uh, and I know this from talking to a number of very good teachers, is they, they used to say the bunker shot's the only shot in golf you can actually buy. You can get a lesson because it's a purely mechanistic swing. It's very straightforward what you need to do. And um, 
it's interesting because there's a lot of people, if you say to them, how's your bunker play, will say to you, oh, it's good, it's very good. And I find this is a great thing for us all to do uh, in putting. I will say if you're asked, are you a good putter? I say yes, because we believe about ourselves what we say about ourselves. So if you say you're a good putter, it doesn't make you a good putter, but it gives you the confidence to believe that you will be a, a, a better putter or can putt well. Uh, if you say you're a bad putter, then you're going to think, oh, I'm a bad putter and expect to putt badly. Bunker shots are a little more complicated than a putt, but the same truth applies. Uh, good bunker players will tell you they're good bunker players, but others will say, well, ooh, no, I can't get out of the bunkers. So after the three rounds of golf, my journey continued and I reconnected with my, uh, my host from the, the golf course a few days later and we were out in his, at his home, his back's onto a golf course. And I said, I need a bunker lesson. He goes, great, I was waiting for you to ask me. And we go back in and we go to the practice bunker, we get out 20 balls. He gives me, he said, Robin, you're not breaking your wrists and your backswing at all. You're taking it back very shallow and you're coming in shallow. And so you're not getting enough speed behind the ball, which means you bounce up into the ball. So I said, all right. And he said, try it. So I get up there and I broke my wrist and I hit through the ball and you'll, you'll never guess what happened. It popped out clean as a cork from a champagne bottle. He said, do another one, do another one, hit a longer one. And all of a sudden my confidence came back. Now we talk a great deal about the confidence factor. In fact, the second part of the Silent Man Golf principle is faith, which comes from the word fides, which comes from trust, which is at the root of the word cum fides, confidence with, with great trust. So the, the message today is I'm not king of the bunkers, but I now believe I can get back out of them again. And it's a loss of confidence isn't something you can give yourself a pep talk to fix because it needs evidence to validate it. So that's why when suddenly my friend got me to take the wrist break and hit down and through the ball and follow through that the club did what it was designed to do. And I was able to uh, get my confidence back. So there you have it. If you want to be king of the bunkers, um, trust you, find a technique that you know works and trust it. Doesn't get much simpler than that. Well, that's it for this week. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Um, as always, if you're interested in learning more about the uh, mental game of golf, go to my website, seagergolf.com, and all shall be revealed. <laughs>